bless you. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Zechariah chapter 9. That's in the Old Testament over there. Zechariah. Anybody here named Zechariah? Zechariah chapter 9. Thank you, guys. A while back, I shared with just a few days ago, I, sh- I shared a, that on Sunday morning, the Word of God says to exhort. On Sunday mornings, we exhort. Then on Sunday nights, we encourage and we challenge. And on Wednesday nights, we've been studying the words of Christ out of the Sermon on the Mountain where He raised, He taught His disciples. So we've been studying the words of Christ on Wednesday night, which is a night of rebuke and correction. And the Wednesday before last, the first thing Jesus taught on after He talked about the blessed are, first thing that was He came against in the life of a natural man is the spirit of anger. But the second thing he comes against coming this Wednesday night, I want to encourage you to be here, is the spirit of adultery. He came against anger first, then he came against adultery. Of course, they all are breaking of the commands. I want to encourage you the importance. Tonight I'll be teaching on, on the second part. I started the first part, couldn't get very far, about the vow that changed history that David did. And that we're not to be ashamed or scared but to be bold, to make a vow unto the Lord. But Wednesday night, I want to talk about the spirit of Christ is going to talk about adultery. But not just physical adultery, but emotional adultery. Things that we've got to be aware of. Because he says, if you first do it in your heart. And many times, for example, if a man can talk to a lady or the opposite sex easier than he can on his own wife. Or if a man has a woman who's a better friend than her own husband. Or a woman has a friend who is better than her own husband or vice versa. That's the beginning of an emotional tie that we got to be aware of. And so I just want to encourage you with that because we're going to see the divorce rate go down in central Louisiana in Jesus' name. But I want to share this Wednesday about how to affair-proof your marriage. Because nobody's going to fail here. Can I hear an amen? Okay. So I wanted to give propaganda. So we're going to see. Don't be, look, come to get the tape for somebody you know. Because I know none of you are there. But come get a tape for some friends you know who maybe say, hey, you know, I got somebody on the side. Well, I got a tape for you. You're going to hell. <laughs> but see, I preach that way on Wednesday night. This, this morning, we're going to be all lovey-dovey, okay? Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12. Zechariah 9, verse 12. Return to the stronghold or... or Look in the eyes what's been trying to hold you back. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. People just won't give up. And that's what we got in this church. People just won't give up. Even today, I declare, the Lord declares it, that I will restore double. Somebody shout out double. I will restore double to you. Now, how many of you have ever had, and you can read in different translations, it says so many, so many different things. I will repay two blessings for each of your trouble. I love that translation. That's the living translation. I will repay two blessings for each of your trouble. How many ever felt like you've had double confusion? Anybody here ever felt? <laughs> you felt like you've had double confusion? Now, I just got back from uh, New Orleans, so I'm not going to throw beads. But there's a double mint gum. <laughs> double your pleasure with double mint gum. How many has gone through double depression? Anybody's gone through double depression? There you go, brother. 
You too, sis, you've gone through some double depression. Hallelujah. I want you to take this gum. I don't want to hit nobody in the head. This was my mama. Let me tell you something. This was my mama's favorite gum. And once in a while when I was lucky, she would break off a corner and let us have a corner. We could have a whole piece. Y'all remember those days? We could have a corner and not a whole piece. Boy, you're going to give that little piece all it has. And you know, my mom and daddy would tell me, I'm going to make you swallow that gum if you don't quit smacking. But my nice grandmother and others would say, boy, you sure, they would say, you're sure enjoying that gum, aren't you? Yeah. Well, how about go enjoy it in another room? How many of you ever been there? How many ever had a double burden? Anybody had a double burden? I tell you what, heads up. I've been in New Orleans. This ain't beads. You ready? How about over here? I don't, anybody's been through a few double... Here you go, sweetheart. I ain't going to throw it at you. Hallelujah. Anybody? Okay, okay. Somebody else? Okay. Double healing for double sickness. Anybody else? Come on, sweetheart. Here you go. Double, double blessings. Anybody else? Huh? Right there. Y'all need, like y'all need to wake up. Here you go. Over here. Sister Jeannie. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I was going to give you one. I'm glad you raised your hand. I was going to give you one. You're the ones I'd planned on. Here you go, sis. Hallelujah. You want one? Well, here you go. Hey, did I throw any over in that corner over there? I don't think this corner's gotten any. There's a little bit over there. There you go, sir. All right. Okay. Now, this is my second prop, so you can't have my bag. But I want you to take that gum. I believe there's five pieces in a pack. Oh, this is for you. You take that. I believe there's five pieces. David had five stones. I want, every time you start feeling like you're going through double something negative, I want you to take out that piece of gum and I want you to chew on it. And I want you to save the wrapper and I want you to write a scripture that the Lord will speak to you. And I want you, as you're chewing that and savoring that, he says, eat my word. Meditate over my word. And I'm telling you, I've never heard this done, never seen this done. Holy Spirit put this on my heart over a week ago that I had to do that, do this little prop this Sunday. But every time you take a gum out and you start chewing on it, don't just throw the wrapper away. Because it's a promise about I'm going to give you double for your trouble. A double blessing. Whatever you've been fighting, whatever's been pulling you down. Whatever thing's been telling you that there's never going to be a change in your life, that is a lie of the devil. He said, all you prisoners of hope, you're still in this, you're a prisoner, you're still in the situation, but you're not giving up. You know, it kind of like that newspaper ad. I read a newspaper ad that said, uh, this person wrote in the newspaper and said, dog lost. Missing right eye, ear torn off by a fight with other dogs, hurt hip, broken front leg because of a car wreck, parts of its brown fur is gone all over the dog. He responds to the name Lucky. <laughs> how many of you, <laughs> how many of you have ever felt like, man, I'm pretty close to Lucky right now? <laughs> 
But God wants you to know that He wants to give you double blessing for the double troubles you've been through. Don't you give up. God won't give up on you. It's amazing. I've had to do some funerals with uh, ministers from other denominations. And I I started listening, and every one of them always do. Psalms 23 at the gravesite. And, and, I mean, that's good, and that sounds good, but I started thinking, you know what? We don't do it enough while we're alive. It says in Psalms 23, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The message translation says that your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. And he talks about verse 1 and through 4, he talks about God restoring our life and God ministering to our life and God transforming our life. And look with me right quick to Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to try to hurry here. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Because we, we, there's things we've got to do and God's got an announcement. Your life doesn't have to stay the way that it, that it is. Uh, what you have suffered as a person... What you have suffered as a person is not the person that Christ has redeemed. You're a new creature created in the image of Christ Jesus. All the old things are passed away and behold, now there are new things. But there's a battle to walk in that new area, in that new arena. And God wants to do some healing. God wants to do some ministry. What I'm, what I'm finding more and more the longer I'm, I've been here in the States is the more wounded who are going to be the chosen army of the future. It's not an accident that God sent the distressed in debt and discouraged to David's tomb become mighty men because that's what America is. It's the wounded that are coming up. It's amazing how you can listen to a minister, even a minister of the gospel many times, get up and preach and under the anointing, he starts off real good, but then all of a sudden the wounds start surfacing and he starts attacking or he starts sharing his hurts because those are wounds there, wounds that need to be healed. God wants to heal the church. So that the freshness and the newness and the purity of the gospel comes out of our heart to minister and to bless His people. And it says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 4, look at this now. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And it doesn't say on Sundays. Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. He says it again. Rejoice. And let your gentleness be known unto all men that the Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. And verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard. Somebody say guard. Guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In other words, it's going to guard your souls. I want you to see this word guard means divine protection. It means to fortify, strengthen your emotions, strengthen your soul. If the enemy comes in and attacks the soul, attacks our mind with many different things. How many you know, like for example, in the area of unforgiveness? I know you've never battled unforgiveness, but has anybody ever lent you money and not paid it back? You know what I have to pray through as a pastor? Is when I, you give people money because they're desperate. And you give them money and you never see them again in your life. And you think, you know, I blessed you. You ought to be coming back. But come to find out they're going to another church to try to get some free money from them too. But you know what? Unforgiveness is when somebody owes you something and you go, I hope I don't ever see them. I hope I don't run into those people in Walmart. Unforgiveness is, well, I owe them money. I surely hope I don't ever see them. Unforgiveness is that, you know, 
I can't stand that woman. I can't stand that man. And we wonder what's happening in our life. What's happening in our life? And you know, there's a scripture that says that I try to bless you, but consider your ways. Because I give you things, but it's like, put, it's like I'm putting things in a bag with holes in it. And you know, the Bible talks about He wants to bless us. And how many of you have ever seen the commercial about these black bags that you can tear up a piano and put a piano in them? I mean, they're tough. But you know what can tear the toughest bag that our hearts and our minds and our spirits, what flows out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks? is when we start speaking negative over somebody, there goes a hole in our bag. Or we start talking negative about, I'll never get out of debt. I'll never get healed. I'll never get out of this situation. My husband will never change. Or my wife will never change. I don't see any hope or any future. And we're walking around with this bag and we just keep talking these word curses, talking these word curses. And then we go to the God with our bag and we say, Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, Oh, Lord, I need you to do this for me. I need you to do that for me. And so God comes and says, Oh, I've got a blessing for you. Well, it ain't working. There it goes. No, you can't have it. And we go, Lord, oh, Lord, please get, get, bless, bless me some more. So he comes and he goes, oh, I want to bless you so much. And then we get to Monday. We leave church Sunday. We get to Monday. And we go, well, I need to get what God gave me yesterday. Oh, I left it all at church. I don't have it here when I need it. Because I got holes in my bag. You know what we want to do today? We want to break those word curses. And we want to put a knot over all those holes that we've been speaking over ourselves, our finances, and our health. My bag may not be pretty, but it works. It may not look new, but it still holds what I need it to hold. But every time I speak a negative word, I'm putting a hole in my bag. And how many know it's time that we start re- realizing? He says, I've told you. Don't forget your blessings and your benefits because the blood of Jesus says you and I are beneficiaries of, of heaven. This week, my wife and I got, got a letter uh, saying we had to sign a paper over an ICA, not ICA, uh, some type of retirement plan we did when we were missionaries. Uh, we haven't put in it since we've been here in the States, but we used to when we were missionaries. And we got a little bit of money there, and uh, they want us to put who our beneficiaries are going to be. I didn't even sign it yet. That's scary. And they're already talking about my death. Who's going to get this money? But you know what? Jesus died on the cross and His blood says, You're my beneficiary. But you, I died that you can inherit it, but I live to enforce it. And He wants you to know that you are blessed and the enemy cannot have it. But what does it say here? It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Now again, I say rejoice. If you take your notes, I want you to write down the importance of worship. It says, The Lord will garrison your mind, but you're going to have to do your part. You're going to have to worship. And that word rejoice speaks about worshiping the Lord, praising Him. And again, I say worship. Yeah, but it's not changing. Again, I say worship. Yeah, but it's happening again. If you want the double blessing, you've got to do the double portion worship to get the double portion blessing. 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say again, again, double, again, rejoice. Remember the double mint gum. Rejoice. And then it talks in Colossians 3, 6, with thanksgiving, which is adoration, which touches the heart of God. Now I want you to look with me in Psalms 103. And we won't have time to get through a lot of this, but I want you to see here in Psalms 103. That if we don't want holes in our bag and losing what God wants to give us, we've got to practice this. He says, rejoice, worship, adore me, worship me. And it says in Psalms 103, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All my emotions, all my mind, all my will. Bless the Lord. Don't, I cannot go by how I feel. I'm going to bless the Lord with all my soul and all that's within me. With my whole heart, I'll bless His holy name. You say, I don't know how to worship Him. Just bless His holy name. I'll worship the name of Jesus. I worship the most glorious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I worship the name of healing and I worship the name of peace. I worship the name which is above all names. You just worship the name of the Lord. And it says, bless the Lord, verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His benefits. Say, forget not. Many times the reason we got holes in our bag and the reason we don't have the things that we're believing God for is because we're forgetting our benefits. We're forgetting, we start meditating on what we have so much that our mind gets off of what we don't have. And it says in Psalms 37 verse 24 in the message translation, if he stumbles, he's not down for long. God has a grip on his hand. But you've got to be a worshiper to get a hold of God and keep worshiping and praising him. And how many of you know that the blessings of God, we hear so many times the blessings of God is a car, it's a clothes, it's a new house. How many know the blessings of God, according to right here, is forgiveness of sins? It says, who forgiveth all of our sins and iniquities. How many are thankful for a benefit of forgiveness? How many use forgiveness every day? I know I do. Thank God for the benefit. Many times we can't worship God because we feel so condemned that we're not good enough. But we need to worship the blood. And we need to worship the grace. And we need to worship that surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I thank you for the benefit of forgiveness. I praise you that because of forgiveness, I can call upon you and ask you to forgive me. And First John says, you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I praise you for the benefit of for, uh, for forgiveness. I praise you for the benefit who healeth all of our diseases. Say all. All our diseases. But listen, we got to meditate and worship Him and thank Him for it every day. We've got to put a garrison over our mind so that things do not slip that we've been given as benefits of God who healeth all of our diseases, all of our sickness. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And then we've got to praise the Lord who reneweth our youth like the eagles. And I want to encourage every one of you. It doesn't matter if you're 10. It doesn't matter if you're 110. You've got to thank God every day. He renews your youth. You know, every time you say... Oh, it's just old age. You're tearing a hole in your bag? Every time you say, well, you know, my body's just wearing out on me and I don't expect to make it through the year. Boy, you're tearing a big hole in your bag. Go ahead and just go buy flowers and find a plot. Every time you say, well, you know, you know, my mind, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble here. But every time you say I'm having a senior moment, I'm going to get you some gum. I don't have any more on Every time you say, I'm having a senior moment, rip. Psalms 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, for getting all those benefits, who restores your youth like the eagles. Oh, I hope nothing happens on this. Psalms 103, who delivers thy life from destruction. What's happening? My life is falling apart. You're forgetting to bless God for the benefits he provided through Christ and Calvary. Don't forget 
the benefits of God. The word blessing means an endowment to be and to have what I could never have or could do for myself. It's God putting you through and over like never before. Galatians 3.13 and 14 says that we're redeemed from the curse of the law for Christ. Redeemed us for cursed is everyone who was nailed upon the tree. Then it talks about that the blessings of Abraham's may come upon us. How many of you know you have the blessings of God? But listen, if you want to have, if you want to have a lifestyle today that is blessed, you've got to have a mindset, I am blessed of the Lord. Come on, you've got to have that mindset, I am blessed of the Lord. I'm forgiven. Yeah, but I remember a few years ago, I'm forgiven. Oh, I heard you're sick. I'm healed. He healed with all of my diseases. Oh, I heard, I heard you're dying. No, he delivered me from destruction. He crowned him with loving kindness and tenderness and mercy. And then my youth is renewed like the eagles. You've got, you've got to say the report of the Lord. You've got to praise him. You've got to bless him with all of your soul so you don't fall into that pit of death and destruction. But you know what we do? We forget our blessings. One of the reasons I wanted to go to New Orleans, one, it was a short trip and a little gas. And we got blessed. We, we, we got blessed with a, with a ro- fabulous room. And somebody even blessed us with a, a limo ride and a meal. Well, I mean, it was just awesome. I mean, we were like big dogs over there. It was awesome. It was the blessings of God. But you know what? We went to the World War II Museum. And we did the beginning to the end of the three stories of just that one war of all the men and all the women who paid a price. And you know what the, the museum starts off with? That you were only allowed to buy two shoes for the whole year. Let's see the mouths of the women open with that. (laughs) Two shoes for the whole year. You had to save your grease and your oil that you cooked with. You know, people say a spirit of poverty because people keep all kind of stuff. No, they were raised that way. You couldn't throw tin away. You couldn't throw cans away. You had to keep it because every can added up to making bullets and things for the war. And they would keep that stuff and they would reuse it. And you know what? We throw things away. How many of you got two or three trash cans? Not just one. Huh? We're so blessed. But yet we go around complaining about what we don't have. We're so blessed. But those men paid a price. And some of them paid a horrible price. And families paid a price that you and I could go free. I thank God for our military. And I thank God for the families abroad and at home who are sacrificing now and who have sacrificed for our freedom. But I know that Christ, Jesus, did not die in vain. When he said it was finished, he said it was finished over you personally. That the blessings of Abraham could come upon you. His blood speaks healing over you in Jesus' name. So we've got to repent and break those words that we've been speaking. Do you know, we have baby dedications where we speak blessings on that child. How many of you have ever heard me, and you all know I've done lots of baby dedications. Have you ever heard me lay hands on a child and say, Lord, give this child cancer. Give this child asthma. Give this child a bad future. No, why? Because that's cursing. Well, why do we do it ourselves to our own children, our own homes, our own families, our own jobs, our own personal bodies? Why do we curse what God has blessed? How can we call something cursed what Christ calls blessed? And we've got to take back those words. And we've got to take them back today. And so that's why in your, in your bulletin, I wrote some things down. I put it in your bulletin so that you could go to your house. And I want to encourage you to pray these things uh, 
once a week, at least, once a week, I want you to anoint the rooms in your home. And I, I want you to, first of all, I want, I want you to anoint your bedroom. How many need some anointing in your bedroom? It says in Psalms 3, 6, uh, 3 through 6 and verse 8 in the mess trans, message translation, But you, God, shield me on all my sides. You ground my feet, you lift up my head high. With all my might, I shout up to my God. He answers thunder from the holy mountain. I stretch myself out and I sleep. Say that with me. I stretch myself out and I sleep. Then it goes on to say, and this is the message translation. Then I'm up again, rested, tall and steady, fearless before the enemy mobs coming at me from all sides. Real help comes from God and your blessings clothe your people. Now, I want you to put worship on, get oil, any type of oil, and anoint the doorpost of your master bedroom. Then I want you to anoint, as you can see here, your bathroom. Anoint my bathroom, yes. Look at Exodus 15, 26. You will not suffer any of these diseases, for I am the Lord that heals you. Uh, that anointing of healing over your bathroom. How about your kitchen? Exodus 23, 25. Every time your kids say, oh, there's nothing to eat here. You say, go read Exodus 23, 25. But you, you serve your God and you will bless your food. He will bless your food and your water. And I will get rid of the sickness among you. And I will make sure you will live complete and full lives. Then you go anoint your living room. Joshua 24, 15. As far as me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Number five, your foyer, your entryway. Deuteronomy 28, 6. God's blessing and you're coming in and God's blessing and you're going out. And how many of you know that when your kids start driving, you thank God that that blessing is over the entryway of your home. And then you pray over your children's room. Come out, devil, in the name of... No, you don't. <laughs> then in your children's room, not only is the seed of the righteous blessed, but Proverbs 2, 1 through 11 says, My child will receive and believe what God says. They treasure with high value His commandments. They listen attentively to His wisdom. And they cry out for discernment and understanding. And they know how to honor their God. You see, you start repairing the breaches. You start anointing your home in every area so that every part of your home is complete and sound. Because listen, you heard last Sunday, Brother Jeff that was here last Sunday morning, did such an excellent job I heard and everybody was so blessed. But he said that revival is coming and we keep hearing people say revival is coming and people say, well, why isn't it coming? It's because I believe it starts in the home. I believe the responsibility lies with us parents in getting our home on fire. To see it spread to a church on fire. Because if the home is on fire, I believe the church is going to be on fire. So I more encourage you to be praying these blessings and breaking curses over your family in Jesus' name. Psalms 138 talks about he, he, that he will perfect the work of his hands. That word perfect means without deficit, untouchable, impeccable, complete, correct, excellent in every way. First John 3, 3 John 3, 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and you're in health as your soul. Say soul. Your soul prospers. The way your soul prospers is to bless the Lord with all of your soul and all that's within me. Lord, I just bless you. I praise you. I refuse to talk the natural. I, I don't walk by the 
sight, I walk by faith. I refuse to walk in the natural. I just worship you. And I praise you for the healing of my wife. I praise you for the broken rebellion over my child. I praise you for the healing of my marriage. I praise you for the healing of the marriage of my children. I praise you for a new job for my son. I praise you for the work you were started, you will complete. I praise you for keeping our hearts and minds in peace. And our thoughts are garrisoned and, and protected against the thoughts of the enemy. I praise you for the armor of the Lord upon each and every one of our family so that we are strong against the enemy. I give you praise and glory for the benefits of forgiveness and healing and, and, and deliverance and salvation and safety. I give you praise and glory for complete and sound healing in my heart, my mind, and my emotions in Jesus' name and just praising Him and thanking for it. It says in, in also in Psalms 115 verse 12 says, Jehovah is constantly thinking about us and He will surely bless us. Verse 14 says, I have not seen it all. God has the double. Somebody say the double. The double for me. That's Psalms 119 verse 14. I have not seen it all. God has the double for me. Say double for me. Whatever trouble you've had, He's got the double for you. And verse 15 says, Jehovah who made heaven and earth will personally bless you. How many receive that? Amen. Amen? Okay, I want you to end with this confession with me. I want you to say, I receive the blessings of God over me and over my children. I accept them as promises that can never be questioned. An inheritance that can never be lost. A deliverance that can never be exceeded. A grace that can never be limited. A hope that can never be disappointed. A bounty that can never be withdrawn. A joy that can never be diminished. A nearness to God that can never be reversed. A peace that can never be disturbed. And a righteousness that can never be tarnished. Amen. Do you receive that? I want to speak over you quickly. Ezekiel 39, 25. But now the Lord God says, I will end the captivity of my people and have mercy upon them and restore. Somebody shout out restore. Restore their fortunes, for I'm concerned about my reputation, says the Lord. And Psalms 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yes, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified with as pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. My tongue shall speak of thy righteousness all the day long. Let's stand upon our feet. Sisters, would you come please?